What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Oh, what a Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. Good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm excellent, Gary. How are you? I'm I'm pissed, actually, Greg. Do you want to know Here why? Here we go, everybody. He's a fired up Brit. <laughs> I'm coming in hot. I was I was actually in a good mood until like five minutes ago, and now my my mood Uh-oh, has gone sour. I mean, maybe it's a good thing for this show if I bring some bring some. What uh, happened? What happened to your mood? Why did you sour? So, so okay, okay. So this is Wordle related. Ah, you know, shit, we, we everyone go. everyone loves Wordle right now, right? We're all on the Wordle train. You either uh, love Wordle they, or you hate Wordle, but I am very in love with Wordle. So I you're either, someone, you know, if you if you know, play? you know, you're you're either in or you're you're either in or you're out. Greg, you know, you're, either, you're either SWAT or you're not. Can you play Wordle and then like send it over so that I can see what it is? Because like I'm I don't sure. want to, I don't want to Google it, but I'd like. I'm actually to, thinking like about doing it. a short daily Wordle Twitch stream as okay, a way to kind of get back. Guys, it's like we twenty minutes, you know. We're guys. We're two and a half weeks away from Gary having a Wordle talk show. Everybody, be careful. Oh yeah, Wordle talking. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, what, what, I mean, what is what is no, talking, Greg? If not just a lot of words. So wait, why are you why are you hot coming off a of Wordle? So you know how everyone likes to share their grids. Yes. So you, you are little... you like to be the biggest fucking gatekeeper I've ever seen about. Grid. I'm a Wordle gatekeeper. Every, you love Wordle, but you bitch about everyone. Who fucking Wordle. cares that you got it in six out of six turns? Any mug can do that for Gary, one thing. Twitter is a hellscape. All right, it used to just be about what you had for lunch. Now it's everybody fighting to survive. Yeah, Let us I, have a little bit of fun with the word game. I don't need a bunch of people bragging about how they fucking got out of bed this morning, which it's is basically on the same level as getting getting your Wordle in. Six turns. If you get it in three, I mean that's good. If you get it in two, if you get it in one, and you just like strike it lucky, that's worth sharing as well. Four, five, six. I don't need to see it. From now on, when I get four, five, six, I'm tagging you in them, just so you know. That's how. It's oh, I, 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 you know, I made the mistake. You know, I got the Streisand effect on Twitter, on, on Twitter, because I complained <laughs> about it. And now people at me with their fucking five and six sure, words. Sure. Well, maybe Fuckers. you should. You just let people. They all, have their they, fun. all, they all get muted, so you know that's their last shout before they get obliviated um so, so let, but, let, no, but let is me it, t- no, no there's a different reason and i think you'll actually side with me on this one okay okay so you know, you know i was saying you know how people like to share their wordle grids of course a friend of mine who um i follow on twitter apparently didn't know about that feature and yeah. got it in two today and decided to brag about it Do you know how they bragged about it they screenshotted the fucking solution Oof, man at 10 o'clock 10 o'clock in the morning i usually do i would been doing mine first thing but my daughter now she likes it. She wants to do it with me. Now we do it like after she gets home from school. Sure. But but today it's fucked because I know I know what the answer is because someone fucking screenshotted it at mm. 10 a.m. Mm. When I would imagine mm. most people haven't yet done it today. What a what a Ouch, what a fucking nightmare. Yeah, Come sucks. on. Read read yeah. the room. Read the but room. Did you mute that person? Did you dump that person? Is that person? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to give it some serious thought. Damn. You hate to see it. Come on. I mean, how do you, come on, come on. How dumb is that? You know, people should know better. Real quick, everybody's asking, not everybody, a lot of people in chat are asking what Wordle is. Wordle is a daily uh, web-based word puzzle. You're given a, you have to figure out what the five-letter word is by entering in other five-letter words. However, when you enter in, it tells you if the letter's not in it, if it's in in the word but in the wrong position, or if if it's green, that's exactly where the letter goes. And so you go through and try to decipher. It It reminds uh, me of like, if you've ever played Mastermind, it's a similar thing where, like, you know, it's a list of colors and it'll tell you, it'll light up, it'll say, like, you've either got this in the right place 
the right color in the right place or it's 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 the right color but in the wrong place and you use a, a logic to kind of figure out the solution but this is a for me and i think for many people a a more palatable version of it because you're using words it's like okay there's definitely an e in the word but it's not the third letter in the word so what can we sure what do we know about words and language to figure out like and it's very very clever i don't know if you've been following the um the backstory but it's actually kind of sweet it's a guy that just kind of oh, yeah. devised it so his girlfriend would have something to do during the pandemic and and it took off from there and i love the fact that it's not like it's not like everything else on the internet like would you like to buy a vowel for a microtransaction or you know it's just a free <laughs> thing that you do it's 10 minutes of of respite from the fucking shitscape that is the world today uh and i like it a lot I, obviously there's a reason why it's exploded so no, the way like, it no has people are enjoying it you just have to guess the word yeah, it's like it's, a, it's like an old word, fashioned yeah. it's like an old fashioned game before the internet fucked everything up with with NFTs and what have you. It's just it's like it's going it's going back to a simpler time. Speaking of a simpler time, an elegant and game, Greg, for a more civilized age. Exactly, but let's talk the about some current area. games that are uncivilized, like the fact that Horizon Forbidden West has leaked and spoilers are hitting the internet. Uh, Phil Spencer's talking about Activision politics and more, and of course, there's so much more in this episode because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can, of course, get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can support us by using our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, both on the Epic Game Store and then on Epic Games like Fortnite, on Rocket League, wherever you're using stuff and buying stuff, you put us in as a creator code, you could be supporting us and taking care of us. As far as the show goes, you, of course, get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, Rooster Teeth, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course if you get one of the free versions you have to listen to the ads there is no post show but you're still having a good time if that wasn't enough ladies and gentlemen you could watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like mr yasman is burgers is oh om jesus is uh, f rodriguez film r if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up we have a special one today, uh, 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 Gary, because you we have a bunch of Xbox stories as I already talked about, right? Oh, nice. The Phil, the Phil Spencer rock block is huge, and then we have some stuff. So I like a little be, Xbox. I, I know you're a big fan. You kind of do that Xcast every Saturday, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, we brought in a live You're Wrong correspondent, uh, the one, the only, Snowbike Mike, the host of the Kind of Funny Xcast, is here to correct us if we get out of line. Isn't that right, Mike? I'm here to help. We've got a lurking, <laughs> lurking Mike in the background. <laughs> Some housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, hold on. Wait, are you saying that as as the equal co-host of the X Cast, you don't trust me to get this shit right, and you need like like Mike's and there's like some kind of like safety net for me in case Jesus I fuck up? You're too mad. To is that what you're suggesting, down. Greg? Oh, you prickly Pete. What is I'm saying what is, you... Greg, get out of Gary. Is that what he's suggesting? Wait, no, Mike, you're on my side. Brian, I, I, I look, you know, I came in already prickly. I came in in a bad mood, and unfortunately, Greg's going to be on the sharp end of it. Mike and I were having video game conversations on embargoed games before the stream started. And then I was just like, why don't you just hang out and just be in the back and be in the wings. And in my head, I thought this is too much of a, a, a reach of a reference, but I'll give it to you in my head. He's like on the Tom green show on MTV, Tom's friend that was just in the window. You remember this? Not Glenn. No, the I never, I never watched no it. Tom's friend about. over in the window. I don't remember this guy's no. name. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. That's what Mike's going to do for us today. 
He's going to hang out there. You know what I mean? Just be there. And then I, well, how am I going to introduce Mike? You know how this is, Gary. It's jazz. I jump out of the plane. I pull the parachute cord. Wrenches and toasters fly out. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know why I'm going to put Mike in here in my little narrative in my metaverse. By the way, welcome to my metaverse, everybody. You're in it. <laughs> you get what you get now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, housekeeping for you. Uh, there's a new episode of PSI Love You XOXO live right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe. It has IGN's Taylor Lyles on it. We are talking all about PSVR 2. Of course, Taylor was covering CES and all the PSVR 2 stuff. We have so we have like an hour and a half discussion about PSVR 2 before we talk about other PlayStation stuff. It's a great episode. Check it out. And of course, if you missed it over the weekend, check out the XCast Cross uh, uh, PSI Love You XOXO fantasy draft that went up as an XCast on YouTube and then on podcast services as an XCast and the PSI love. By, by the way, Greg, I do. I so in order to try and um, you know get off of the prickly Pete and and give you Cindy some positive energy, I do appreciate when you mix up your cultural references. As you know, as, as you know, I'm Gen X and you're a millennial, so sometimes mm. some of your shit goes straight over my, so young, over my head, yeah. and and vice versa. Um, so when you talk to me about like the Tom Green show, I just like I don't need I, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. But when you talk about like the frying pans and the toasters coming out of the backpack. I do appreciate that. I feel like Captain America, I get to go, I understood that reference. Because <laughs> if funnily enough, I was actually just watching Roadrunner cartoons with my kid the other day. Roadrunner is my favorite Looney Tunes. Oh, and I'm really? very glad very glad to see that my my daughter, even though like I like, took the other day, like, don't push things on your kids. She loves Roadrunner as well. Those are her favorites. And for some reason, I don't know what it is. You know, there's, you know, there's only half a dozen gags in Roadrunner. Yeah. Like Roadrunner goes through the painted wall, but the coyote can't go through it and stuff like that. The thing when he Such opens the bullshit. backpack thinking it's going to be a parachute and all the fucking toasters and frying pans come yeah. out. For some reason, that joke gets me every fucking time. <laughs> well, he should know that's too heavy. Kevin knows. Kevin knows yeah. what I'm talking hey, about. Uh, yeah, but I'm on the other end. Like, I hate the Roadrunner. Like, it's Why? Bullshit. You don't like Roadrunner? He's well, the best I mean, of the I, Looney I like Tunes. The I like the, wild, or the Coyote because he's... he's Always thinking. He's oh, finding it's not that you don't like the cartoons. You just don't like... You, you're on the Coyote side. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Like just I mean, gotta that's, that's gotta be a rough yeah, trip for you though, because you're your guy. That's gotta be like supporting the fucking Browns or something. Like you just lose every no, fucking time. Why would you? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, there's Here's no satisfaction for you. The road, the Coyote just gets fucked well, every single it's, time. It's just not fair. He works so hard, and the Roadrunner's got his own fucking rules. Here's what I'll say real quick, just to put a pin in this and give another cultural reference point. All right, watching uh, Looney Tunes, right, and liking. Uh, Roadrunner over Wiley Coyote is like watching Garfield and liking Odie over Garfield. All right, well, the bird like, is stupid. Wins. It just stands there. You know what I mean? It doesn't do anything. Wiley Coyote's making that show happen. He leaves. You just have yeah. you just watching an ostrich walk, run real fast and eat food. You know what, what it reminds I mean? me of a little bit? It's, it's like ostrich. it reminds me a little bit of Amadeus. It's like Coyote is Salieri. And Roadrunner is Mozart, right? Road, <laughs> Roadrunner and Mozart have just been born with an innate... Yeah. Like, Roadrunner's super fucking fast. Right? You don't have to work at it. What are you talking about? There was a movie, Greg. I wasn't actually around in the time of fucking Mozart. I'm not that old. It's a great movie, too. It's, it's a fantastic movie. It's actually in my all-time top five. And you understand Salieri's frustration. So, like, so the Coyote, right, he works so fucking hard. Like, Salieri puts all of his effort mm -hmm. into coming mm -hmm. up with these brilliant schemes, these brilliant plans. But it all comes to nothing just because Roadrunner was born blessed with this innate gift that he doesn't even have to try at. So sure. I can't, you know what? You actually might be talking me around on this a little bit because I you. always appreciated the Salieri story in Mozart because I get now it. Now what like, you just mm -hmm. described is, is Lex Luthor versus Superman, right? You just made the argument why Lex hates Superman so much. So I, can, I don't know if I can go with Wiley Coyote on this one. But I you can know, there's, go, there's, ladies there's, and gentlemen, there's, with our there's, Patreon there's, producers. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of fun. We're done talking about Looney Tunes. No, this is a whole other podcast. I like this. Lex Luthor oh, yeah, sure, is sure. to Salieri 
is to Coyote. Well, Superman is to Mozart is to the Roadrunner. Gary, you can come on this show and literally video games could just have been shuttered for a snow day and we're going to have an hour and a half long. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. You yeah. come to play. I'm really just trying to cover up for the fact that I've not been following any video game news this week. I'm oh, trying to run out for the you. Uh, Patreon okay. producers, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, support the show just like James Davis, aka at James Davis makes uh, Blackjack and Pranksky do. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies, DoorDash, and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Four items on the report. A baker's dozen. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, the worst has happened. Everyone beware. Horizon Forbidden West has leaked. Spoilers are out on the internet. We go to VGC where Andy Robinson has the story. An early build of Guerrilla Games Horizon Forbidden West has leaked into the public domain, VGC understands. On Monday, images of what was claimed to be the PS4 version of the PlayStation exclusive sequel began circulating on social media. VGC has since been told that... The leaked build is indeed legitimate and, other than some missing art assets, contains the entire core content planned for the final game. Following the publication of images claiming to be sh- I'm sorry, claiming to show the leaked Horizon Forbidden West build on Twitter, the media was eventually removed hours later due to, quote, a report from the copyright holder, which adds further credence to their legitimacy. At the time of publishing, the, the Forbidden West build does not appear to have circulated on file-sharing sites, though Sony will be wary of a situation similar to The Last of Us Part Two, which saw story spoilers circulate widely online well before its official release date, thanks to a similar build leak. Horizon Forbidden West is not due to release officially until February 18th, more than a month from now. Uh, the sequel will be available for PS4, PS5, with last-gen players able to upgrade to the new-gen version free of charge. Gary Witta, what do we do? It's I think these stories for some reason, Greg, are always the most heartbreaking for me. Remember when this happened with Last of Us Part Two? I do. And you know, all the story spoilers got out there, and Last of Us Part Two was obviously a, a, a you know a game that needed to be very protective of its spoilers because it has some like really epically you know big you know surprising story sure. moments that happen. Obviously, we won't go into. Um, and I guess I guess now it's in a similar way it's happening again. And uh, you know, we've talked about this before. As someone who works on that side of the fence, you know, you labor in darkness for years to try and present something to an audience in a way that's going to be surprising and delightful to them. And um, and when and when someone someone jumps the gun and and and, and it gets out there early and ruins all of your your plans to kind of introduce it to the world, you know, on your own terms and in a way that is going to you know have maximum impact for all the work that you did. It, it, it makes, I don't know, it makes me sad. Um, it, it, it doesn't make me angry, it just makes me sad. Yeah, it's a bummer, right? Because, of course, I don't want to know anything about the games I'm about to go play. And so, especially with this spoiler area, as video game marketing and promotion is in general, you know so much. And to have somebody, like, you use Last of Us as an example, and, like, the caliber of sp- story spoilers we got there, right, was such a huge problem that, yeah, I think, first off, it, it you know, it, mileage will vary based on, you know, the consumer themselves. Personally, I don't care much about spoilers. Like, I, I'd prefer not to know, but it's really the journey, not so much the ruin. And I want to talk about Horizon versus Last of Us in a second. But I'm with you that, like, 
usually my first reaction is in this case guerrilla games in last of us case naughty dog right somebody who's been you've been working on this game for years in secret you finally got you know you make your big pushes for the big moments to do it but you're excited to get it into people's hands so that they can get to these unexpected moments they can get to these crazy things that are going to change and not know what it's going to be and then to see them you know ruined ahead of time by somebody who got a build and 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 the, and, the build. and the and the real problem is is that in the age of the internet, spoilers are like COVID. You can do everything you can to protect yourself from them, but you're still going to probably be fucking exposed. You can mute all the hashtags unless, yeah. unless you want to just like leave the internet completely, which you know I think is a is not a, not a reasonable thing to ask people to do. Um, there's a good chance you're going to be exposed. I mean, again, the Wordle thing happened to me today. I was fucking pissed about sure. that. The new Bond movie, which I didn't get to see right away. I only saw it for the. I finally saw it this weekend has a big, arguably very surprising thing that happens at the end of the movie. And I fucking knew what it was because it had been spoiled mm. for me on the, because yeah, the longer you go, the more chance there is of spoiler exposure. And so while it was still a very impactful and, and cool thing that happened at the end of the movie, it wasn't surprising to me because I'd fucking seen it on Twitter. And yeah, so yeah. this is the age that we live in. And it's like I said, it, there's only so much you can do to protect yourself. So now the question then comes uh, to us, the consumer, I guess, a bit more. I, I was going to ask in general, are you worried about Horizon stories? But OM Jesus in the chat says, story is everything in Tilu. What about Horizon? I, I, Horizon is this open world RPG, right? And we were talking about this yesterday on game, uh, PS I Love You XOXO. And remember, of course, next week's PS I Love You XOXO is a re review of Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. So if you want to do another playthrough or get back up on that, that's where we'll be. But for me, Horizon Zero Dawn is that interesting game where I played at the time. I loved the storytelling devices, and I won't spoil it in case people are playing through it. I loved the twist it did take. I loved Aloy as a character, but I really loved the gameplay, and I really loved exploring that world. And so, yeah, now, Leah loved it. It was probably her favorite, one of her favorite games of the last couple well, of years. You and you and I both know that your wife and I are the same kind of video game player with our obsession for Assassin's Creed. So there it is, mm-hmm. of like what we're going to connect with. But years removed from it, I find myself story-wise remembering the basics remembering oh well this happened i remember this kind of conversation but i couldn't give you a retelling of exactly what's going on in horizon's world anymore i need to bone up i need i'm going to try to do a little bit of a replay and then watch some videos for ps i love you i remember the gameplay i remember taking on those things i remember upgrades i remember weapons i remember putting down the stakes and electrocuting these giant monsters this one in particular, although I don't want Horizon spoiled for me, if it does, if I get screenshots, they'd be. I think that game, that story is so dense that it would be hard to give me a moment the way Last of Us did. Last of Us for me, right, got ruined by what you're not what you're talking about. It wasn't words, it wasn't comments, it was screenshots. People screenshotted stuff and tweeted them at me, and then I saw stuff. That oh, and that's like if you're if you're on YouTube as well, forget about it because oh, like you're browsing sure. YouTube, you get these recommended videos. I'm interested that YouTube knows that I'm interested in video games because I watch a lot of game related videos on YouTube. So the algorithm throws up all these videos and sometimes it's right there in the thumbnail. Sure. You don't even have to click on the fucking video. Come on. So are you worried though about a horizon spoiler? I personally am not because I don't care that much about horizon. I, I, I like that my wife likes it and I admire the game very much. I think it's a beautiful game. It's, it's very, you know, well, it's a very well-crafted piece of, uh, piece of you know, video game art, uh, but the world building and the storytelling didn't really resonate with me. So I didn't. I, wa- I watched Leah play the whole game, including all the stuff at the end. You know where the kind of the revelation story sure, yeah, reveals yeah. happen. I was like, okay, fair enough. But like, I wasn't like deeply invested in it. 
Sure. But just, yeah. just, just, just because I'm not that bothered doesn't mean I can't be, you know, perturbed on behalf of everyone oh, else who will be, for whom Horizon does mean a lot. I definitely, I'm right there with you. I wish this didn't happen. I hope people don't go out and ruin stuff. Don't I, I'm not saying tweet stuff at me about it. I don't, you know, I'm not going to be heartbroken, but I'm also not going to be like looking for it. I just was wondering, yeah, in general, if like Last of Us, I remember when that happened was such a shit that whole game that whole universe is about story whereas i think horizon is a different uh beast in terms no pun intended in terms of what you're getting in why you want to do it uh and then yeah i can't imagine and you talked about you're on the other side of the industry of course you've worked on many games you're working on stuff all the time like do, do you think about that when you're on and i shouldn't even say limited to games because you work on movies you work on comic books you work on everything right do you work is that an active fear for you of like some somebody getting a screenshot like you know for where you're coming off of no way home and set photos that leaked from that that ruined surprises in that did you worry about that kind of stuff with like rogue one yeah i haven't i mean so i haven't seen uh no way home yet i'm actually about five or six marvel movies behind because i'm because my backlog is is a joke at the moment um but i but you know the the, the you know the, again the, the quote unquote kind of big surprises i already know what they all are because it's not just about like oh one person who saw the movie early and did it. it's again it's the set photos it's everything it's there's there's a lot of currency in these kind of leaks because certain people like those things the, pro sure. the problem is there's no way to serve that market of people that do like leaks and spoilers without also infecting all the other people that don't like them but you know because we're not it's not like we're in two separate lanes like spoilers and don't like spoilers we're all sure, on yeah. the same twitter and again you can mute hashtags you can unfollow accounts you can but so again like i said the COVID analogy is kind of it's like an omicron thing it is actually a pretty good analogy you can do everything you can to protect yourself except you know, but, but some people might say, well, just stay off Twitter, stay off the internet. But again, that's like saying, we'll just stay in your fucking house and never leave and never have a life. Like we want to go out and experience <laughs> the world, you know, both digitally and, and in the real world. But we don't want to be exposed to all this bullshit that we don't want. But there's no real way to sift it, you know, to, to filter it out. You can wear, you can put on your social media N95 and get vaccinated. But there's still a good chance you're going to get fucking exposed. There's, no, there's only so much you can do. See, I like to consider myself asymptomatic to spoilers. You know what I mean? I can have them, but I'm not going to spread them. You know what I mean? If I get them, I'm okay. My immune system will fight them off. Right, Kev? Right, Greg. Right, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Mike, are you worried about Horizon spoilers? Uh, no, but I would like to know the spoilers because Greg has it on his uh, fantasy draft, and I, or Gary has it on his fantasy draft, and I want to make sure those scores are going to be high. You know what I mean, Greg? That's what I need to know. Scores are gonna be high. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. Uh, but no, I mean, I watched all of Spider Man No Way Home on TikTok, so really, I don't care about spoilers anymore. Let me tell point. you like, again the TikTok algorithm we've talked about in many a show before. And of course, remember, if you use TikTok at Kind of Funny Games, we have a new TikTok. Go get all the, the funny clips uh, from Kind of Funny. And then if you ever wanted to find a Kind of Funny clip that's funny, you can go right there. Uh, I left, uh, I, you know, I, I ventured out. I left uh, Jen and Benjamin here, went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home. And then there was that depression after seeing it of like, that was so good. And if, you know, it wasn't a fucking global pandemic where I risk my life by going to the movie theater, I would go back and see that movie so many times. And also, of course, if I didn't, you know, try to figure out how to take care of the baby. I'm going to have the same problem with the Matt Reeves Batman movie coming out. I'm interested in seeing that. It's yeah. only in theaters. It's not going to be streaming on HBO Max. I'm not going to be able to go to the theater because Omicron's still going to be around in a couple of months. My, I, I have an unvaccinated infant at home, yep. at home. So if there's anything spoiler in that in that movie, I'm I'm basically... Gonna, well, again, there's almost no there's almost zero chance that i'm not going to be exposed to something before i eventually get to see that film as depressed as i was about not being able to see no way home again i was so happy to see the tiktok algorithm be like 
here's some Spider-Man stuff. And of course, I'd already been liking No Way Home stuff. And then it was like, here's clips from the movie. And I like you know, like those. And every day I come on there and I get to relive a moment for Spider-Man No Way Home <laughs> hundreds of times because people are just uploading them nonstop over there. I've now seen the fact they've already changed the CG in it. Thank you, TikTok. You know what I mean? Thank you, TikTok, for not listening to movie theaters. And you know what? Sony just put it out and let me buy it. You know what I mean? Come on. Is Matt Reeves Batman? At least you get it forty-five days later on HBO Max. They know. So that so for forty-five days, I have to be you're on fucked. Twitter lockdown. Yeah, you're gonna be fucked. Like, there's gonna be spoilers out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. You and me can rent the theater. We could sit on the opposite ends of it. You know. So that's what I would want to do anyway. Burned. That was a good one. That was a good one. I didn't see that one coming. I thought this was gonna be. You know, the Gary Gary, it's a coin flip. Are we going to be wholesome and friendly? Or are we going to be rivals? And that was a good <laughs> fucking word. Number two, let's get into some Xbox stuff to satiate you X-cats. Uh, right now, we're in, I, I, we have a rock block of stories about Phil Spencer that I titled Big Philly Styles All In It, Getting Spencer With It. Uh, Xbox EVP Phil Spencer went on the New York Times podcast Sway and talked to Kara Swisher uh, about a number of topics they were talking about in terms of Xbox and video games. But we have a couple making the rounds from a few different recap sites. We will start. With Eddie at GameSpot, who's talking about Activision. Uh, And I joined Eddie's article in progress. Spencer said Xbox has, quote, changed how we do certain things with Activision, but he didn't go into specifics. Quote, the work we do specifically with a partner like Activision is something that, obviously, I'm not going to talk about publicly yet. I'm sorry. I'm not going to talk publicly about. We have changed how we do certain things with them, and they're aware of that, he said. But I also, this isn't about, for us as Xbox, virtue shaming other companies. Xbox's history is not spotless, end quote. On that note, Spencer mentioned the Game Developers Conference party years ago where Microsoft hired women to dance on platforms. Spencer said this was, quote, I'm sorry, said this was a, quote, painful memory in our history of Xbox. Back to direct quotes. Quote, some of the things that make me proud of, some of the things that make me proud of that is how we came out of it. Uh, the work that we did as a team, I believe we're stronger now because of that event. Not that I would choose to repeat that event if I had a choice, Spencer said. The interview, I'm sorry, the interviewer, Kara Swisher, asked Spencer a follow-up about the possibility of refusing to do business with Activision until the company, quote, cleaned up. Swisher mentioned how the abuse allegations happened under Bobby Kotick's leadership. Spencer didn't comment on Kotick specifically, but he spoke about people in leadership positions. Quote, I would say in terms of individuals that are in leadership positions at other companies, it's not obviously our position to judge who the CEOs are. Like CEOs are chosen by shareholders and boards, end quote. In November, uh, Spencer said in a memo to staff, Xbox was, quote, evaluating its relationship with Activision Blizzard and would be making ongoing proactive adjustments. Uh, Spencer, Spencer and other members of the senior management team at Xbox are, quote, disturbed and deeply troubled by the horrific events and actions at Activision Blizzard, the memo said. Gary Witta. We've talked at length, you and me, uh, about Activision, about Bl- uh, Blizzard, about Bobby Kodak. What do you think about these comments from Phil Spencer? One of the things I like about Phil, and I am a Phil Spencer fan, I, I, I admire and respect Phil a lot. Uh, and one of the reasons is that I think he keeps it real to a degree which is greater than the, by much more than the average for people in his high level position. He's never going to be completely, completely candid and say exactly what's on his mind because he's aware of the fact that as the CEO of Xbox, He's at a position where anything that he says, if it's too controversial or too candid, it can literally move the share price of the company and cause like real problems with investors and things like that. So he's everything he's going to say is always going to go through some kind of filter before it reaches 
the public. But I think it, my sense is it goes through less of a filter and that he's generally more candid than other people, other CEOs like at his very senior level. And I'll give you an example that I've used before. Back in 2020, when animal talking was a thing, Phil was booked to be a guest on the show. And between him being booked on the show, which was a couple of weeks out, and him appearing on the show, literally the day before he was appeared, he was due to come on, they 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 had to drop the news about how Halo wasn't going to be a launch, you know, Xbox title, Series X title, and it was going to get pushed back into the into the next year. And that was a really, really, really bad piece of news for Xbox. For sure. And I fully, as soon as they announced that, I fully expected, or at least half expected that Xbox would call me and say, Phil's not going to be able to come on the show because the Xbox thing is too, you know, it's too hot right now. But he didn't. He came on the show and sat for a live interview where he, he, he was very candid about, yeah, we fucked up. This is a really big bummer. What can I say? There's no good way to spin this. It's not coming. And, and it, was, it, was, it was a bummer. You know, it, it, but, but I think he got a lot of respect for coming on and like taking it on the chin instead of doing what he could have done. And I think a lot of CEOs or politicians could have done, which is a ducked out of the interview and not wanted to sit for some tough questions, which I think you know, yeah. he did get some tough questions about how, you know, how and why this all happened and what the repercussions were. And I think you've seen it again today like again he's not i don't think he's going to tell you exactly what's on his mind but i get the impression that he is more candid and what you and what you hear from him is more is closer to what he really thinks than you get from a lot of ceos who are like overly overly guarded and you know we always talk about that pr word salads like this is this is what this is what the pr people have told me the focus For groups sure. have said i can say as opposed to i'm going to say what i really think yeah and I think that's what you're getting here, right? As you go back to the quote uh, that started this uh, part from Eddie and, again, from uh, Sway over the New York Times podcast. I did subscribe today to the New York Times so I could look at the uh, podcast myself. But then they had it all written on it, so I'm quoting everybody else. But good job, Carl. Anyways, uh, the quote, uh, the work we do specifically with a partner like Activision is something that, obviously, I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk publicly about. We have changed how we do certain things with them, and they're aware of that. But I also, this isn't about, for us, Xbox, virtue shaming other companies. Xbox's history is not spotless. I think it's one of those where this is where, to your point, Phil Spencer, a real ass motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like Phil will tell you what he can tell you. He's a good, he's, he's a good dude, right? He hangs, he plays games. He wants to talk. He wants to bullshit around. One of my favorite things that didn't happen. And I know it's a stupid thing to say is that when we to give you an idea of what kind of executive Phil Spencer is, because this is rare. I will tell you in, in my 15 years, when you're talking about a giant company like Xbox, right? This wouldn't to counterbalance. This wouldn't, if I wanted to do this with somebody from PlayStation or Nintendo, it would have been a multi multi email thing. When they bought Bethesda, I remember that was like out of the blue, that was official, that got announced or whatever. I hit him up in DM and I was like, dude, would you be down to come on Games Daily today, pop in and just pop in at your camera, I'll turn my camera off, look around and I'm going to go, Phil, you're not, what, what, are you, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I want, I'm coming in to see if we want to buy it kind of funny. And I was like, but we're not for sale. And then have him go, Greg, everything's for sale and then leave. And Phil Spencer was so down to do it, but he just couldn't do it because, of course, he's an executive at a company that has to go into meetings and do all these and different things. And, and, and that's the problem is like, for example, when I talk to you about Star Wars or, you know, if I'm working on, you know, some other property that I, you know, but if I have a responsibility to other people, because, you know, it's not just me. There's always going to be a certain level of sanitization in terms of what for I sure. would say publicly. And that goes, you know, for anyone who works in these big, 
you know, again, when there's when there's when there's a responsibility towards other people who are working on the same thing that you're working on, you you have to kind of gloss it a little bit. It you know the the thing that I might say to you publicly is 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 somewhat different to what I might say to you like you know when when it's just you and me talking privately oh, somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. There's, and there's a certain level of expectation, and that I think you know and any grown up will understand that that's the case. And that's the position that Phil and Jim Ryan and everyone's in at that level where. Right. He, he, he can say, well, I'm just going to say what on my mind, but it's not just up to you. You're, you're responsible for a company that employs a lot, a lot of people. And again, there are certain people out there in, out there in the world who, you know, like Elon Musk's a good example. Like he can do one stupid tweet and move the entire share price of his company. And that can affect a lot of other people other than him. And so there is, I think a lot of it comes from that. You just you need, to, you need to be responsible to the people that you work with. But I think Phil, and again, to go back to the earlier point, I think that Phil has found what feels like a better balance between wanting to say what he really thinks and while still maintaining that responsibility to the people that he works with. Exactly. And so you go back to this quote where he's talking as Xbox, right? And he's, it's something I'm not going to talk about publicly. We've changed how we do certain things with them. They're aware of that. To your point, Gary, right? If he was to come out and say, whatever the changes are they're doing with Activision, right? He could greatly affect the Xbox stock or Microsoft stock price, price and then the Activision as well, which is a huge problem, obviously. And so yeah. you are talking about this thing and then this virtual virtue shaming. And later on, I think one of the other articles I was reading about this, when Kara pushes him, he responds again. And he's like, this might, you can tell me this is a lame answer, right? Like he's not doing the word salad bullshit. He's telling you what he can tell you and how he can go. Obviously, I would love to know uh, how they've changed the certain things they do with Activision. I think the fact they've said something is uh, is a great step forward already, right? That that's that memo's out there. Jim Ryan's statements are out there. It does, you know, beg the question. And I, this is me legitimately asking. I don't know what you can do with that information. Like, it, you know, it, what is your responsibility in a bit this is again what i was earlier going with of personalities and business right art and business all these things coming together as this you are a publicly traded company you do have bosses you are trying to compete with playstation like is that something you can sit there and say like okay cool because activision's not cool or the higher ups at activision aren't cool we're not going to publish activision games anymore on our platform we're not going to do that like where's the trade-off in that and like where you go into what he's talking about virtue shaming here other companies and then not to mention that if you be if you decide to become a uh, judge and jury that way where do you draw the line right because we've talked about it before the number of other video game companies that have incredible asshole douchebags at the top of them that are abusive to their people that we want thrown out of their companies to uh to kind of halfway change the subject phil said something else in the interview with kara swisher that i saw this morning that i that i would like found myself nodding my head. I don't know how it would be implementable. Maybe, maybe there's a way because a lot of people have all their accounts connected, but he was talking about the problem with toxicity and how you want to ban, you know, we, uh, uh, my friend Adam and I were playing Halo recently and encountered some really awful kind of horrible, like racist, you know, um, homophobic, toxic shit on, uh, on Halo recently. And, you know, we submitted them to be banned and, you know, added them to our own personal uh, ban list. And Phil was talking about how he wishes that were, that were more robust. That if I ban sure. you, I never want to talk to you again, right? So if I ban you on Xbox, is there a way for that to carry over? Like, I'll never see you on Steam either. I'll never see you on PSN. And obviously that, that only works if people are going to link their accounts. But I, 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 I just agreed with what he was saying in, in that regard as well, that the, the, the banning, as the toxicity gets worse, the ability to fight it needs to improve as well. Cross-platform well, cross banning being like, again, it's, I don't know how implementable it is, but I think we would all agree that would be great if it were possible. 
for sure yeah i don't want assholes from xbox playing with me on playstation vice versa all that stuff and how it goes uh in that vein again there's more from this uh, great interview uh you can go get a new york times like i said sway is the podcast uh we have uh phil talking about politics uh this is joseph noop over at ign phil spencer was asked about the connection between gaming and the polarization of american politics to which spencer said that xbox is quote not a free speech platform and is designed first and foremost for games and entertainment Spencer discussed the idea of political and social radicalization with the New York Times on Kara Swisher Sway podcast. During the multi-topic chat focused largely on the emergence of the metaverse concept, Swisher brought up former Trump administrator, uh, administrator, chief strategist, administration chief strategist, and Breitbart founder Steve Bannon, who talked about utilizing Gamergate as a political army. Quote, we see all positives and negatives of the human condition. We have people who propose to each other and get married on Xbox Live, Spencer says about Xbox's online services. We also have conversations about politics and other things that happen. One of the things we've stated about our social network is we're not a free speech platform. We're a platform around interactive entertainment and video games. And we're not there to allow all kinds of social discourse to happen on our platform. That's not why we exist. We're not there to allow any conversation to happen on our platform, Spencer says. And more than that, Xbox Live is simply not designed for that kind of politicalization. Quote, it's very difficult to come to Xbox Live and say, okay, I want to create a political party on the platform. You could kind of twist the tools and try to get there, but it's just not set up for general purpose conversations or community, Spencer says. But it's really uh, set up for community around interactive entertainment and games that run on the platform. And that's the way we invest. Cheers to that, right, Gary? That's what we're talking about too. It, that no, more people need to understand these things it, aren't free speech platforms. It, 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 but it bugs me that we still have to explain this to to so many people. Apparently, who go, right. oh, free, free speech, free speech. The only entity in this country that is obligated to provide free speech is the United States government. Private companies can do what the fuck they want, and I don't know why that's so hard to get through people's heads. True, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm, you know. I understand what Phil's going for. And again, as you try to fight toxicity and you're talking about, this is where the band conversation came up. It'd be great if you could expand that to everything. Uh, and then the final one I want to touch on here comes from Matt came over at IGN uh, talking about uh, Netflix. And this is Phil talking about Netflix, getting into gaming quote. I think it's smart what Netflix is doing. Uh, they're buying some studios. They're learning about the creative process of interactive entertainment. And I think it's a very smart way for them to move into the space End quote. While the content, while the content is growing, Spencer sees Netflix uh, has, Spencer sees Netflix has big potential thanks to its existing cloud and community. Quote, Netflix clearly has cloud. Amazon has cloud. Google has a real cloud capability. But without content, community, and cloud, I think getting into gaming right now, and you can see this, is, you can see this in what Netflix is doing. Uh, Xbox has taken a page from Netflix, Netflix's book with Xbox Game Pass, uh, which has long been popularly called the Netflix of games, something Spencer doesn't disagree with. Quote, from a streaming standpoint, it is. I'd say the difference for us uh, is in the business model of uh, you can buy every game that's available on the subscription, which is a little different from a music subscription or a movie subscription, end quote. Anything to add any of that, Gary? No. Yeah, the no, Netflix one is just kind of interesting to see Phil talk about what Netflix is doing, obviously, is they are clearly building to something greater than what they are now with a focus on mobile games. But it's just to talk out there. Because again, I like it when... We hear Phil talk about the competitors. I think, I think Netflix, because, you know, music and, and movies and television are, I think, a little bit ahead of video games. You know, it's like when we talk about like digital you know, versus physical, you know, I remember when I used to have CD racks. I used to have CD towers. Remember those? You're, you're, I'm sure you're old enough. To oh, I had a CD tower, yeah. I had a cassette the, the, concept, the concept of having one of those now seems kind of absurd. 
And even like my big Blu-ray movie library, which I still have, like I keep that downstairs. It's very rare that I need to kind of reach for a disc these days because everything's out there, everything's streaming, you know, everything's available online. And the concept of owning these big physical, li- I know a lot of people still really like their physical libraries and, and I respect that. Get over it. For me, yeah, for me, it, I'm happy to kind of move into the all digital uh, realm. And, you know, it's it, another thing that seems archaic now is because we, since we're talking about Netflix, is getting the getting the discs in the red envelopes that used that used to Remember feel that? revolutionary. Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! They send, I can keep it for as long as I want, and all I have to do to send it back is drop it in the mailbox. Like that's obviously like so. That was such a huge move on from you know the days of Blockbuster and going to the video store and having to rewind your VHS tape and all you get fined and all that kind of stuff. But we but even that is now archaic, and we've moved to the next. I don't know what the next step's going to be beyond that, but you know it's it's amazing to me how quickly things. You know, we're moving at such a rate now that it's you know, what what you know the, the the red envelopes used to be considered like oh my god we're living in the future and now sure. it feels like the distant past and it really wasn't that long ago. Yeah, no, I remember when me and my uh, college roommates split a Netflix subscription so we could watch The West Wing, <laughs> and I remember getting those coming back from class and you'd have the red envelope, you'd have the disc. Oh fuck, let's go! Yeah, let's see what CJ's up to now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that it is how it's all moving, and you know, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's funny trying to catch my dad up, who of course doesn't own a computer and barely can use a smartphone now. Uh, but he out on the way back from uh, his Christmas visit to meet Benjamin, he was like, "So how are video games?" And by the end of it, we're talking about wearable tech, and I'm trying to, bl- um, you know what I mean? Like just how fast this is moving, and because. He kept asking me what's the next big thing for games like who the fuck knows Nobody there was an old there was an old tv commercial i can't remember what it was for but it was these two kids sitting on a porch in rocking chairs like they were old geezers yeah, right yeah. and one of them is like talking to the other and he's like tell me tell me again how these used to work because i could get this you wanted to rent a movie right you had to get in your car and drive to the local video store which might be like five miles away and then guess what when you get there the new release that you're looking for is probably not available because they only had so many copies of it and they've all been rented. So you would have to find some other movie to watch. And the kid's like, come on, that's ridiculous. And get this, if you're late to bring the movie back, you only have like 48 hours to watch it. If you don't watch it in that time, you get fined. What, really? That's ridiculous. And the the kid's like, no, this is the best part. Guess what you have to do after after you're done watching the movie? You've got to get back in your fucking car and drive back to the store <laughs> and give it back to them. And the kids like, are you, this is the reality. You know, again, you talk to kids these days; they're like, this can't. This is like some medieval torture shit that you like. Mm-hmm. The, the, the idea, but this is like what we took for granted. And again, it's it's. I know, I know, it sounds like an old man wearing an onion on his belt because it was a style at the time, right now. But it is remarkable to me just how, just in in my lifetime, how you know, just something, just something as simple as, as the media consumption landscape the lifestyle that you know i i used to have to rewind i i got fined for not rewinding a vhs tape and now in the fucking jurassic age don't, don't you miss a little bit going to the movie going to rent a movie like ah oh, no so you know time. somebody told me something the other day or, or it was a while ago now about you know that thing where you wanted the new release but it wasn't there yeah, yeah. and they didn't have enough they didn't have enough copies of it somebody told me once and it really pissed me off that there's a there was a reason why they always ran out of the new releases. Obviously, it's the high demand release, but the reason why they never had more copies, it was expensive to order oh, yeah. extra copies, only somebody to go around. And because they knew the way it worked was if you drove to the store and the new release wasn't available, you don't go home. What do you do? You just rent something else. So right. you're yeah, renting something yeah. Yeah. either way. So they don't give a fuck whether or not you get the new release. Here's the thing. I don't miss it. I'm nostalgic for it. 
Like I love, I've been, you know, screaming for an all digital future for a long time and I'm living in it now and it's great. But it's that thing of like, I watched the last blockbuster documentary and there mm. was that like, ah, oh, man, yeah. I, I, it's, it's very much like, you know, uh, you, you've probably seen it. And this is before I had a kid. Uh, somebody put out, you know, those like weird, like Jack Handy, almost like deep thoughts of like, there's a, there's a moment when a parent picks up their child for the last time. They just don't know it, you know, cause it gets, yeah. too, you're going to get too big. And so it's one of those of like the last time I was in a blockbuster renting a film, I didn't know I was, it was the last time I was renting. I was walking into a video store. Here's the thing. I can't say that I miss it because I don't want it back, but I am nostalgic. I I am nostalgic for the concept of, you know, I remember going to Blockbuster. It was, it was, it was fun to kind of browse the aisles, pick up the box and read the, read the, read read the thing on the back of the box. Oh, this looks interesting and discover things, but I don't miss it. Like if you said, I'm sure you'd be the same great. If someone said to you, okay, well, I can wave a magic wand right now. We can go back to that. Streaming will go away and go back to Blockbuster. You'd say, fuck no. Because there's no, no way that that was actually better than both. what we have now. We're just it's nostalgic a, for it. It's that no, thing I mean, where the, I always, like I find myself as I get older and think more and more about time travel, as I often do. Uh, is like right now, I'd love to go back to like 1989, and I'd like to go to the mall. I'd like to go to I'd like to go to McDonald's and see the shitty play place outside that got too hot in the sun and burned you, and get that <laughs> styrofoam cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Like all these things that I have like the vague memories of, like and go to a blockbuster or go to a movie theater on or a movie. Uh, store i'm not even sure blockbuster was around in 1989 in terms of my area or whatever but like stuff like that but ladies and gentlemen you don't need to be hanging out of the past all right the all digital future is here and it's great speaking of you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games get all of our digital content shows up there without any ads with an exclusive post show uh some shows you can watch live on you can write in you can do a whole bunch of different stuff and you can support us but if you have no bucks tossed our way it's no big deal you can of course watch the show with ads and speaking of ads let's hear about them Relationships aren't perfect, and MeUndies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. I don't have to read the ad anymore. I can just tell you I'm wearing MeUndies, ladies and gentlemen. Always have been, always will. You know, not always, I guess. But what happened is I had a bunch of underwear I didn't like that much, and then I tried a couple pairs of MeUndies, and I was like, these are amazing. And I ordered a whole bunch of MeUndies, and now it's all I wear. And I am due for more. Maybe I'll do it here. Back to the ad. Gifting underwear for Valentine's Day? Wow, real groundbreaking. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun limited edition prints. And if you're single, don't worry. You can mingle in matching pairs with your friends or even get dog hoodies and buddy bands to match your four-legged pal. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For a limited time, only get 25% off your first order of matching pairs for Valentine's Day. And... As a first-time purchaser, you can also get 15% off in free shipping right now to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Guess what I use all the time, ladies and gentlemen? DoorDash. That's right. I come down here. I record the shows. I come upstairs. Jen's taking care of our newborn. Is a three-month-old? Our three-month-old. And guess what? We're both too tired to make food, so we order on DoorDash. We do it all the time, and you should too. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered to your door with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour with over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. Choose from your favorite national chains like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download, that's you, download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021. Don't forget, that code is GAMES2021 
for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change. Terms apply. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place, like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs. You can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make sure you make the first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members, FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at a MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Number three on the Roper Report. Let's talk about the number of Xboxes that have shipped this generation. We stick at GameSpot, where Eddie says... The Xbox Series X slash S family of consoles have combined to ship more than 12 million units, according to estimates from Daniel Ahmad, who works for the research company Nico Partners. This would be up significantly from the 8 million Series X slash S consoles that were reported to have been shipped by the end of October 2021. Ahmad said the, quote, dual skew strategy uh, for releasing multiple consoles under the same Xbox banner ended up being a smart move for the company. The reasoning is that the increased production of the S model relative to the X helped keep new Xbox consoles in supply in recent months amid the ongoing supply chain issues and semiconductor shortages. Ahmad shared the estimate in response to Phil Spencer's recent announcement the Xbox Series X slash S is the best-selling Xbox platform of all time over its first year. This is the tweet itself. This would he's responding to the thing about what we're talking about. Phil saying that uh, the best-selling Xbox platform over its first year. This would put Xbox Series X slash S over 12 million shipped, according to our estimates. The dual skew strategy has paid off for Microsoft amid the supply chain slash semiconductor shortage. Increased production of the S allowed for more Xboxes on shelves than if they only had the X. Hint, hint, PlayStation 5. Uh, Microsoft no longer announces official sales numbers for its Xbox consoles, instead opting to discuss figures related to, quote, engagement and other metrics. Sony, on the other hand, provides updated PlayStation 5 sales figures every three months as part of its regular earnings releases. The PS5 had shipped 13.4 million units by the end of September 2021, a figure that has no doubt grown higher since. Gary. Again, this is just straight up data, but it's good to see that this uh, dual skew strategy is paying off. This, you know, was a concern right when they launched it. Like, is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Is it too confusing? Yeah, two, yeah, two points on that. Um, the first one being uh, my understanding is somebody coming, somebody in a position to know told me this recently that um, the X, the Series S, is by far the lion's share of of what they're selling. Oh, sure, you can get them. Um, yeah, which and it doesn't. It's not just that it doesn't surprise me because you know it's two hundred dollars cheaper. And I've mentioned this before. If you fact, I think you know it's not the sexy version. It's not the sexy skew. The X is the sexy skew because that's sure. the high powered one. That's the flagship. I get that. And the Series S is is like kind of like you know the, the you know the little you know the little sibling. Um, but if you factor in if you factor in value, the mm-hmm. Xbox Series S is absolutely. I, I would define it as the best option. For most people, for like, if you want, however you want to define like the average gamer, the Xbox Series S is the best option out there. If you factor in Game Pass, factor in the two ninety nine price, 
factor in the the really you know when you see a lot of the, like the digital foundry test between like here's the x version running alongside the s version sure. there ain't a ton of difference especially if you don't if you don't really care about 4k which again i think a lot of the the, the most most gamers probably don't who aren't you know, either they don't have 4k tvs or can't tell much of a difference it's not surprising to me as you think more about like what the s actually offers probably the smartest thing they did this generation is make the series s uh, and I think it's very, very smart. The other, and that's reflected in the in the numbers that we're seeing. Um, the other thing that's interesting about this is usually when when a company uh, releases shipped numbers, whether it be a game console or anything, really, people go, "Oh, yeah, but that's shipped. Like, how many have actually sold through?" Well, in this case, we pretty much know that fucking all of them sold through because you can't <laughs> get them, right? They don't. It's not, it's not like you can go if you go to a Target or a Walmart or a Best Buy or Amazon right now. You're not going to find an Xbox Series X or Series S available. There are all those, all those, all those, uh, those shelves are empty because they they go straight out. The only ones that the only ones that have shipped but haven't sold through. I guess technically they still have sold through, but the ones that are sitting in the in the lockup warehouse or a storage unit of some fucking scalper, they're not in the hands of gamers, but they've still been bought by scalpers. Like every single PlayStation goes for PlayStation Five as well. Every single PlayStation Five. Every single Xbox Series S, every single Series X that has shipped has sold through. Yeah. Which is impressive. You're not wrong. It is impressive, 100%. Yeah. And I think you know you continue to see that uh, uh, market not satiated, right? Uh, I have seen S's on the shelves, so I don't know about the whole sold through. X's for sure. I've seen I, I mean, I'm just, going, I, I'm just going by a couple, of, a couple of times recently, someone asked me if, they, if I could help them find a series s and i couldn't find one for them and i all anytime i mean i haven't i haven't done this much recently because who fucking leaves the house anymore but anytime i go to target or you know any kind of big box store i always just like have a look in the case i wonder if there's any like you know current gen consoles actually available right now and whether it be playstation 5 x or s I've, i still have not and it's more than a year since they came out i've not seen a single one sitting on a shelf available to buy anywhere Oh, I'm sorry. Guy, Game Guy Grover has a hot tip. Uh, they had a bunch of ones at the Oklahoma City Targets last week, over eight Series Xs. So if you want to go to Oklahoma City, pick up X, you can. Uh, so, yeah, we're playing fast and loose with sold through not. But, I mean, either way, shipped uh, 12 million more than uh, is a great number for what they're doing over there. Yeah, I mean, listen, and, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and I'm glad that the pendulum has swung back in there. For, you know, the, the Xbox has been a really interesting the last three generations, you know, Xbox 360 was an absolute banger. Uh, Leah, Leah, just in conversation the other day, just kind of idle conversation while we sit on the couch, said, what do you think is your favorite console that you've ever owned? And I was like, I thought about it. I really thought about it. I think, you know what? I think it's the fucking 360. Wow. I think I got more fun out of the 360 than any other console that I've ever, I've ever owned. But then the Xbox One, and I, you know, people call me an Xbox fanboy or whatever. The Xbox One was a fucking disaster. Disastrous yeah. launch. Connect was a fucking joke um you know the whole launch strategy was an embarrassment it was a mess and i struggled to think of even a handful of xbox one games that i would i would go oh yeah like these are the games you've got to own it was it was a complete whiff of a generation just a complete whiff right um, so i'm really really glad to see the x and the s uh kind of writing the ship because they fucking needed to after the after the xbox one since we're doing this focus group here with the twitch chat uh, real quick are has any have any of you even in oklahoma city seen a playstation 5 on the shelf you know what i mean i've not, i've not seen a x or s in the bay area on the shelf x for sure i can't i don't know if i was actually looking for s's but i've never seen a ps5 on the shelf either because obviously i would buy the fuck out of a ps5 right away and resell it to a friend because i know so many people who need it doesn't look like it 
Oh, here we go. I think, I think, I think, Sixty-four Niagara Canada. Nothing on both I sides. I think of all of them. Like if you ha- if you had to get your hands on a current gen console right now, the S is probably the one you're most likely to be able to find. Again, it's not easy, but you'll you'll likely there's a chance you'll find one. Series X less so, and PS5 again. We know. Forget about it. Yeah. It ain't mm-hmm. happening. Final on the Roper Report is a number four one. Guess what? It's about video game movies, Gary. Duncan Jones wants to make a full throttle movie. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. And let's give a round of applause. Eddie at GameSpot, MVP today. I've said his name like 900 times. Duncan Jones, who directed 2016's Warcraft. Oh, and I should, I guess, say, you know, Tam was always saying, number one video game site, GameSpot. I guess he was right. I guess he was right. You know, Duncan Jones, who directed 2016's Warcraft, has revealed which video game franchise he'd like to turn into a film next. Posting on Twitter, the son of David Bowie said he would like to take a stab at the classic LucasArts game Full Throttle for a Disney Plus movie, and he called on his fans to let Disney know. In another tweet, uh, Jones said he isn't concerned about financing. (laughs) Instead, a roadblock for making a full throttle film comes down to a rights issue. Jones said he loved uh, 1995's Full Throttle, which was designed by Tim Schafer, who retweeted Jones's tweet. Quote, it blew my mind, Jones says. Uh, The writer-director enjoyed the game so much that he even wrote a 94-page script for a Full Throttle movie and posted it online. You can read the full fan script via Dropbox in the GameSpot link. Even if Jones's aspirations uh, to make a full throttle movie never come to fruition, he said he, quote, had a riot writing the script and it gave him a chance to do a bit of action comedy. Uh, the responses to Jones's tweets about a full throttle movie are being received positively on Twitter. And even actor Elijah Wood commented on the proposal, quote, this is one of my this is one of my my favorite games of all time. Wait, hold on. This is one of my my favorite games as well. All timer Wood said, adding that he's excited to read Jones's script. Gary, you think this will actually happen? Do you think this is going to get enough movement? My question is, why is this news today? I, I know Duncan. He's he's a friend of mine. He's He's been posting about this and talking about this publicly for ages. He posted that full throttle script fucking months, ages ago. Why? I don't know why this is making the news headlines today. This is old news. I mean, there's probably real news when that happened, and then this is why it's just here now. I mean, did he tweet about it again recently? Is that what happened today? Maybe it was a recent thing, but he, he's 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 been going on about full throttle for a long time. Duncan Jones Games Spot. Let's see what we got over here. We'll see what we're going to get to this. We're going to get down to this one here. Let's right. Because because I know that Tim Schafer's talked to him about it. Like Tim's responded to his tweets about it. This is going back like probably more than a year. But you know how, yeah, January 8th is when he did. Oh, okay, so the news is that he's tagging Disney Studios and pushing for the Disney Plus thing. That's the news, I guess. Is that oh, he's, now, okay. he's reinvigorated this campaign and he's trying to get everybody riled up to go get him. You okay. You understand? Yeah, because you know Lucasfilm obviously own it, and Disney owns get Lucasfilm. It? That would be, you know, you've got to go through the through the through the uh, through the Disney gates to get it done. Like exactly. Tim, uh, Tim could give him all the could give Duncan all the support in the world, uh, but he can't. He he doesn't he doesn't have the keys to it. Disney does. Greg, I don't sure. think he gets it. No, he gets it. I think he think he got it. You know, in the end, he understood. There's just too much content out there. You can't keep up with it all. Duncan Jones, though, remember, of course, working with a uh, kind of funny best friend and comic book artist, uh, Andre Lima Aru. Remember, we we pushed it for him to get in there, and then he made the comic book with him, just a page, but then they're working on some other project. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff happened because of us and with him. But Duncan Jones doesn't, I think, know who we are. He knows Andre, and he knows Gary, which is good enough, Kevin. Andre was very talented. You know? Andre Lima he's very talented. Yeah, he oh puts us God. in, you know. Gifted artist. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to see what Andre Lima Aru, a talented comic book artist, makes next. He did the Shirtless Spider-Man cover, remember that one time for Patreon. But his next comic's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came... No, that's not right. Yeah, it is. This is what it came to the Mama Grab Shops. Where would I go, Gary? Uh, the official 
Why am I blanking on it today? The so official... I, I gave you a bad intro. That's on me. That's on me, everybody. Sorry. I, I was. Yeah, you got to team me up, right, Greg? In the old days, come on, days, team up, right, Greg? The... Come on. Right, let me try again. Hold on. Let me shake it out. Yeah, reset. Turn yourself off and on again. Gary, I loved playing full throttle with Poe back in the day. So if Duncan Jones, the man who made Moon, I don't know why people are referencing Warcraft. Go watch Moon wants to make this. I'd be excited to see it. But the full throttle movie so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Valorant Episode 4 Act 1 is live. Uh, early access version of Neko Ghost Jump is on Steam and Epic Game Store. Risk System is out on PlayStation. Neverwinter Dragon Bone Veil. <laughs> That's just a combination of words. It's available on PC. It's coming soon to consoles. And then Dewey Mixed 3 Pack is on Switch. New dates for you. Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection is coming to Switch on February 17th. Far Changing Tides arrives March 1st for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, Steam, and Epic. Uh, Mega Aquarium Freshwater Frenzy is coming to consoles January 25th. In Nightmare will chill players to the bone when it launches on PlayStation 4 and 5 on March 29th, 2022. Uh, the IGF NOM Strange, Horticult Strange Horticulture is releasing on PC January 21st. Uh, the roguelike platformer uh, Vagante is releasing on PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox January 27th. Uh, then 24 Entertainment is hosting a Naraka Blade Point, the World Championship in Singapore starting on the 13th of January. Crystal Clash is coming to Steam January 14th. And then Infernax will launch on PC, PS4, Xbox Series X, NS, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch <gasps> February 14th, Valentine's Day. Bummer. Not really a bummer, but it's a Ghostbusters quote if you get it from Ghostbusters 2. Gary, we asked people watching live to go to... No, that's not right yet either. Sorry, I'm still really rusty. I'm still shaking it off. We asked people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, support us, write in to be part of the show, get their names read, yada, 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 get the show ad free, get the post show we're about to do. We also say, though, give us your name, username, platform, or choice, and we'll read it on a segment we call Squad Up. This is where best friends can come and find you and play games together, and everybody has fun. Uh, Sam, a.k.a. GKSAM10, wants help in Fantasy Critic. Uh, he says, any kind of funny best friends looking for another person to join their Fantasy Critic League? I'd like to be the one if possible. Feel free to shoot me an email if you are. Thanks all. Remember, of course, PS I Love You versus Xcast is up right now on the Xcast feed as a video, podcast feeds everywhere. And it's us doing our fantasy critic league. We're basically like fantasy football. You draft a number of games, and then you play throughout the season based on their open critic rankings. If you want to play with Sam, hit him up at gksam10 at gmail.com. G-K-S-A-M-1-0 at gmail.com. Gary, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Let's see what we got wrong. Lanky Dragoon says, Greg said he was asymptomatic with spoilers, meaning if he has them, he's not going to spread them. Asymptomatic doesn't mean you're not contagious. Mm -hmm. You'd be spreading them around without realizing without you have knowing, them. yeah. You know what? I'm out here ad-libbing. That is a great thing. Thank you for keeping me honest in that one. Now, you're not going to like this, Gary. Anonymous is coming in to talk shit. If Gary is so opinionated on what is and isn't an impressive Wordle score, is he consistently playing on hard mode? If he isn't, then his opinion is wrong. You playing on hard mode, Gary? Why, what's that got to do with it? Because it'd be Nailed harder. Him. No, no, no. Gary, you fucking got him. What does that have to do with it? 
What does that have to do with anything? I don't. Like, I think most people don't. I, I I didn't even know that hard mode existed until the other day. You have to click on the little cog at the top. It doesn't advertise a hard mode unless you go looking for it. So I think the my guess is that ninety nine percent of people are not playing on hard mode. So I'm you know everyone everyone's on a level playing field. I don't understand what this guy is talking about. Honestly, Greg, don't know why why you don't why you continue with the you're wrong. Uh, segment at least on the, especially on the days when i'm on because it's always such yeah, fucking weak yeah. tea i don't get things wrong people step up to the plate and they fucking embarrass themselves that's accurate it's accurate uh juvenator gets the final word and says uh and now you're wrong kind of like a missed thing far changing tides is going to be on game pass day one from when we read that so there you go ladies and gentlemen uh if you want to still see i fired up gary still mad about the wordle ruining of the day you can come to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where him and i are going to do a post show of course you could write in there get the show ad free do all that jazz as well if you're hanging out on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games the fun isn't ending of course we always stream video games and shenanigans after kind of funny games daily uh today you're getting gtfo with my Mike, Andy, and Nick. If you miss it live, you can, of course, catch it on our newest YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Like, subscribe, share. Do that for all the YouTube channels. Go to Spotify, rank the podcast, do all that jazz. You know, follow it. Got a TikTok now. It's all over the place. Like Kind of Funny wherever you can. It helps us. Even if you don't do it all in one day, spread it out. You have a little Kind of Funny homework to do. Think of it as your quest log, all right? What kind of content do you have on this Kind of Funny TikTok? Oh, it's great. We hired a bunch of part-time editors. Roger's leading up a team. You know, we gave Roger a team. And so they are going through and getting like both new clips and then classic clips from kind of funny and editing them together into because people are always like oh man how would i show how do i you guys do two hour long podcasts how do i show my friends you're cool you know without having to go to this and jump to the 30 minute mark this is like a highlight reel of the funniest thing we've ever funniest things that have ever happened it's great you should check it out gary i will i i mean i i, I told you i'm not gonna i'm never going on tiktok well then just tell your daughter dude i'm sure she's on tiktok right yeah she'll be on well she'll be on there in a couple of years i i would imagine Excellent. if it you know or, or whatever's replaced it by then you know zoodle yeah that's a free, uh, kevin i want you to go trademark zoodle for me right now uh, ladies and gentlemen we got a post to do around patreon.com slash kind of funny games but if you're not coming with us until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you